going through a nightmare inside didn't matter where I was I was in a beautiful place on a beautiful hike there's this time I was in the Taj Mahal at one point and I wasn't in a good state so I couldn't enjoy it right it doesn't matter if the Taj Mahal's in front of me I was like all over the place I was getting annoyed at the temperature I was getting annoyed at people trying to sell me things and I was bringing this darkness to the whole thing you take that same person everywhere no matter what right I could have I painted the whole experience with darkness because of this darkness that was going on in me and it's only when I got out of that I was like wait I'm at the Taj Mahal this is pretty cool I, I let go of it right Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. You are in for a treat today. Today I'm sitting down with Raj Garcia, and he is someone who has spent his entire life learning how to get out of his head. Raj is an author, meditation guru, leadership trainer, body expert, and retreat host. Today we're talking all about how to find that inner zen, that inner peace, especially when life is giving us anything but inner peace. Over this conversation, there are so many gold nuggets that you're going to want to absorb and learn from Raj. We also talk about enlightened leadership, why he's so passionate about it, what it means, and how to really become a leader, starting with your innate and special gifts. I know you're going to love this episode and get so much out of it. So without further ado, let's welcome Raj onto the show. Hey, Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here, and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia, and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Raj. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Welcome. Welcome. How are you today? It is lovely to be here. Yeah, I'm great. I'm warm. Um, I'm on an island right now and it's like spent most of the day in sun. Mm, nice. <laughs> so I'm just cooling down now. <laughs> nice. What island? Where are you? Um, I'm in the Canary Islands, actually. Mm. So this island called Fuerteventura. Um, it's a Spanish island, basically. Wow, cool. I am also on an island. It's a little less sunny today. I'm on Vancouver Island on the west coast of Canada. Um, so oh, nice. I am on an island as well, but mine's a little less warm in this moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So I cannot wait to get into this conversation. I know that we're just going to have such a nice time. I know everybody listening, there's going to be so much here that's just going to come up and out. I can feel it. Um, so why don't we just start at the beginning and start with introducing yourself and sharing with us a little bit about you, um, even, you know, where you grew up or what led you here, what you do. I just want to, I want to hear about it all. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up in um, London, England. Um, you might people might start hearing the accent, right? It's, it's kind of strong sometimes, and then it's not strong. <laughs> so I grew up in London, England. And um, yeah, what I do now is hard to put into words sometimes, right? But I talk about something called enlightened leadership. 
which really means, and you know, enlightenment can become this whole thing, right? But I'll explain what it means to me. Um, enlightened leadership means having more light in oneself and feeling lighter and then leading from that place, right? So I coach people, um, I teach sometimes, I run sessions, I guide meditations, I create them. And the whole purpose is to help people to become lighter and to lead their life from that place, right? So to lead and go and create things and live our lives fully, but not from this place of chase and I must get there, mm-hmm. but instead from this place of presence, space and lightness. I love that. That is such a beautiful way of explaining you know, when you're really in your purpose or when you're really in your light, when you're clicked into your gifts or your mission or however we want to say it, I love that bringing light to it. Um, I love to talk to my clients, especially the ones with businesses. And I say a quote that I heard, I have no idea who said it, but it goes that the lighthouse doesn't run around the island looking for boats to save. It just is the light. And I Mm. remind people of that. You don't need to run around the island looking for boats to save. It's about being the light and knowing that those that need your light will be seeking it, whether they know it or not, and you'll cross paths, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like to, I'm writing a book right now, actually, and it's so funny what you said just now, um, because in one of the chapters, I talk about um, our awareness or our inner compass being like a lighthouse, right? It's like if you just look around and you, you, you're you aware of it and you see it, it's like, okay, I know where to go now. Mm. Just need to go that way. Mm-hmm. I love what yeah. you're <laughs> And on that, what do you think for people when you're guiding people who, you know, don't really have that sense yet or awareness yet of intuition or that guiding light, that guiding voice inside What do you feel are some of those kind of beginning ways we start to illuminate that light and even just strictly intuition, inner guidance to know, okay, let's go this way. What do we, what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking that because for most of my life, I wouldn't have known what intuition was, right? I would have thought it some kind of like myth or something that people speak about. Some people have it. Some people don't. Um, If I was, if I was speaking to me back then, let's say, or someone that's trying to find it, I would say just slow down first, just really slow down. So slow down your body, slow down your words even, slow down your actions a little bit, and just listen in. Mm -hmm. Just listen, not trying to listen for something, because then it becomes this like search, and I'm searching, I'm searching. Mm -hmm. But just slow down and then listen. And then thoughts might appear and, you know, I found it very challenging when I was starting to have these thoughts of like, who am I? What shall I do with my life? But that was my intuition trying to send me signals, right? It was trying to lead me somewhere. Mm. So, yeah, I'd probably say for people, slow down first. I think that's the most important thing. Slow down and then see what comes up. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, usually we're, I mean, we're so, so trained in most societies to do the opposite. Also, you know, if we want to activate our intuition, it's like, okay, how do I do that? Where's the five-step process? Mm-hmm. Searching, 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 yeah. right? So it's kind <laughs> of, it feels like an oxymoron almost to slow down, to build a skill because most of us are used yes. to, used to trying to do more to build a skill, but it's not that kind of skill. It's not the same as practicing guitar necessarily. It's, you know, allowing it yeah. to come from within, which takes space. Yeah. It's like, you can't get it from doing, right? It's like, if I was trying to chop down trees, I know they just, keep hitting this axe against a tree and it will eventually fall. And with things like intuition, I I would still say practices such as meditation and breath practices and all these things can can aid, right? They can support. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's it's a slightly different way of engaging with something like intuition, where it's it's more of a, a allowing into, right? It's more of a releasing into or relaxing into it mm-hmm. rather than, hey, I gotta like crunch and and force my way to feel this. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, okay, I have seven minutes to meditate. I better get an answer. <laughs> okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not yeah, often yeah. the time, you know. <laughs> but sometimes it's neat too, because sometimes that lack of focus in some way, like I'll tell my clients, like instead of trying hard to get an answer, go for a walk in nature and just take out your earbuds and just like go to the beach or, you know, lie in the grass on a sunny day and just enjoy the moment. And that's often when whispers and nudges come forward rather than, okay, I've got my journal, I've got my this and my timer, and I'm going to get all the answers. That's not, all. (laughs) I mean, sometimes, right, of course, but not you know, often yeah. it is that allowing it just that allowing of the inner voice. I love that. Um, okay. I, I would love to ask about travel. So we touched on this just really briefly before we hit record and um, you love to travel and you were, you know, just kind of speaking a little bit to how traveling has taught you so much. And then you mentioned a little bit about inner travel. So let's dive into mm. that. I would love to hear. Yeah. So I have gone to a lot of countries, right? And I was doing it just for fun at the beginning. Um, I thought, okay, what am I doing with my life? I want to see more of the world. I started watching YouTube videos and seeing other people do it. And first I thought, okay, I can't do this. This is just fun to watch. Let's just watch people doing this. Cool. And it kept coming up, kept coming back to me, right? It was like, okay, maybe I can do this. So I started traveling to places and meeting all sorts of people that felt like felt like I knew them for the years, right? So like-minded people, people who are doing the same thing as me. I took a backpack. I was around Asia, South America, just a backpack and just exploring. I didn't really know what I was doing the next day. I was just going with my intuition, right, or flow. I probably wouldn't have called it intuition back then, but I was doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I, I learned some things from those trips and I continue to learn. And the thing I realize is that there's actually inner travel going on that whole time. You know, the thing that made me book a flight was me traveling inside of myself to say, what am I looking for? What do I want more of in life? And I had to go inward and look for those answers and say, okay, who am I? What do I want to do with my life? 
Let me really relax and travel inside first. And that's how the action of booking the flight happened. And that's where it takes me to a country where I don't even know why I want to go there, but something inside sometimes calls me, right? Mm-hmm. So I always say that inner travel is us really getting to know ourselves and then combining that with the world outside, you know, the, the playground, let's call it. Mm-hmm. That is really fascinating. I love that. I, I really operate in metaphors and seeing like the similarities and things. And so I just love, you know, that recognition of this inner travel as well. And something with travel, I also recognized is um, I was going through a really hard time over a decade ago, I had an eating disorder and just it was the height of my mental health struggles. And I remember I was going on a vacation with my partner at the time, my best friend, and we went to I think it was Yeah, we went to Cabo. And we were in this place, we were off, I had no kids, no responsibilities, it was this time of my life, but I was struggling so deeply inside that it was actually one of the worst times in my life. And I remember sitting there going, everyone's having fun, everyone's having meals and drinks, and I am so anxious I can't even leave my hotel room. And that was one of those realizations of you take yourself everywhere you go. And picking up and going on a vacation doesn't take you out of those struggles and either does money. I've had times of, you know, large amounts of money coming in out of nowhere. And the next day I'm stressed about bills. And so I'd also love to hear your, you know, take and interpretation of that, how we take ourselves no matter where we go with travel. And it's not just a, you know, it doesn't take away our problems and give us this vacation life. They will follow you if they are within you, you know, so I'd love to hear your take on that too. Yeah. I love that you mentioned this. This is something I'm very passionate about, right? Because that's the other thing I started learning when I went on these trips. Um, There's only so many things that you can see that will give you a buzz, right? And yeah, it is amazing to see wonders of the world and stuff like that and, you know, enjoy things. But I remember a few times where, just like you, I felt this, this like, this nightmare inside, let's call it, right? I was just going through a nightmare inside didn't matter where I was, I was in a beautiful place on a beautiful hike. There was this time I was in the Taj Mahal at one point and I wasn't in a good state, so I couldn't enjoy it, right? It doesn't matter if the Taj Mahal's in front of me. Um, I was like all over the place. I was getting annoyed at the temperature. I was getting annoyed at people trying to sell me things. And I was bringing this, all this like darkness to the whole thing. So, um, I've definitely faced this thing of like, you take that same person everywhere, no matter what, right? And it's like, I could have, I painted the whole experience with darkness because of this darkness that was going on in me. And it's only when I got out of that, I was like, wait, I'm at the Taj Mahal. This is pretty cool. I I let go of it, right? Mm So, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. And not just with travel, right? It could be with anything. It could be with any kind of um, what I might call pleasure-based uh, activities, right? Okay, let's go and have some really nice food because that might make me feel better, right? And I've gone down that path as well where I was eating like a cake every day um, because I was like, yes, this is my end of the day routine. I feel good. Let's do it. And in the moment, it feels good. Yeah, sure. But um, it's like, I call it short-term pleasure. 
-hmm. and it doesn't really resolve what was going on inside of me at those all those different times right with any pleasure seeking activity Mm -hmm. yeah it's like it can distract you short term but ultimately that avoidance ends up making things worse or that not learning how to be with yourself without that. And I think of that sometimes with alcohol um, and I have no judgment for choosing to drink, not drink. It's been a, there was Mm. times in my life where I I don't think it was the alcohol. It was more, I was addicted to being numb and out of my head because Mm. it was that Mm. place to be. So in the moment it feels great because it's like, yeah, get out of my head, go out with friends, whatever. But then when you sober up, you feel worse. And that's almost, that's, it doesn't, that those problems don't go anywhere as we're talking about. You can numb, even with the Taj Mahal, you could be like, oh, this is such a high if you were in a good state. And then the second you start leaving in comes the relationship problems or the money stress because it costs this much to get here. And I've done that as well on vacation, stressing the entire time about Mm -hmm. what I'm (laughs) buying and what I'm this and that going, I'm not even present. I'm just stressed out because this, you know, frozen yogurt bowl is $12 and I don't, (laughs) you know, and so it's just, yeah, it's really fascinating. Another metaphor I was hearing when you were talking about travel, Wayne Dyer talks about like your inner Tahiti. And I think he's actually quoting somebody else when he talks about that. He's one of my main teachers Um, and finding that inner Tahiti. And you're talking about that inner travel that, you know, yes, yes, you can board a plane and go to Tahiti, but you can find that inside. So I'd love to hear your words on that yes. as well. Oh uh, yeah, you're you're like choosing the right things to ask me about because I love <laughs> this topic as well. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember when there was um, you know, when we were all locked down and stuff like that. I remember realizing, because I couldn't travel either, right? I was like, I remember realizing, wait. I can cultivate the same feeling of travel or whatever that gave me, right, inside here. And um, I think it's it's massively important. It has been for me because anywhere I go, I can be in a dark room now. You know, I could wake up in a dark room at 4 a.m. and be cold and tired, and I know I can shift myself into a state of energy or a state of awareness where... I feel good about myself. Life is good. I'm present. I've got gratitude. I'm excited about what's next. And doing that has been so important because like you said, I go into that place inside in a Tahiti, right? I go into that place where, wow, I feel warm. I've got sun shining. Even if it's cold in a room, I I feel the sun. I'm connected to air, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm connected to all the elements. I'm connected to the excitement about my life. And then I start my day and it's like I'm walking around smiling and being friendly and it's like I'm on a beach, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's something I've definitely had to cultivate because um, especially during the COVID um, lockdown times, Mm -hmm. I think it's a thing that, like you said, we can take that everywhere as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we could take that goodness everywhere as well. Mm-hmm. I practice bringing well-being to the dentist. 
<laughs> and I yeah, tell oh, my nice. kids this too. We like, because I always have done this in my seat while I'm in the dentist chair. Yeah, it just calms nice. me down, right? And then I practice going yeah. to my inner Tahiti and I talk to my kids about that. And I'm like, there's an inner Tahiti available to you. And my daughter will bring in a little squishy. And she's like, I'm yeah. squeezing my squishy, but I felt like I was on the beach. I'm like, there you go, you know? And I don't know if it's escaping the present moment because it's uncomfortable, but it mm. feels like a fun tool. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. And I, I really hear you in that. It can be, you know, quote unquote, cold and miserable outside or whatever people would say. And you can feel that same essence of vacation or freedom, or like you said, connected to the elements. So when you're talking mm. about, and we're going to segue, um, I'd love to talk about the enlightened leadership, but sort of leading up mm. to that, that sounds like that's your light coming out when you can wake up in a dark room, cold and damp and feel like you're in Tahiti or whatever that is. Like, what is that? Is that that light that you're talking about inside? I'd love to hear. Yeah. 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 I think so. I think it's the lights being switched on, right? It's like, okay, here's the light switches. I know how to switch them on or I can allow them to switch on and let's just, you know, it's like, I'm doing this hand motion of like wave waving upwards through my body, right? Because for me, it's always resonated to get into things like the chakra system, right? The energy system that we have inside. Mm -hmm. I can switch on the lights, right? Or I can even say there's already a light. It's just maybe I've forgotten how to switch it on or I haven't switched mm -hmm. it on yet. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I definitely call it, um, I wake up and... I switch on the lights, right? Because I, I can wake up many days. Um, it doesn't matter what how spiritually deep I've gone. I still wake up feeling like hell or questioning my life or what am I doing? What shall I do next? Mm -hmm. There's a haze or there's like this noise. And I know that I can bring myself into switching that light on, right? Mm -hmm. And it clears out. I'm back in the I'm back in reality. Right. I'm back in reality. I feel a bit of a warmth and a, and a buzz. And then I start my day like that. And it's like, it's just a game changer. It's like a different day. You know, if you could take two versions <laughs> yeah. of you and totally one, you do that <laughs> totally different day. So for all of my yeah. beautiful seekers listening that are going, okay, how? Because I hear that. I hear yeah, that. I'm How sure. do That's I do what that? I'm thinking, I'm sure. Yeah. And there's always, because there are those embodiment practices of how we bring this yeah. into physical reality. So, what are some examples of how we can do that? And I also want to add for those people that sometimes, I think this is for those humans listening, um, when it all gets too much, like maybe you have kids and you're overwhelmed or there's the stress mm -hmm. of bills, relationship. And before you realize you're over your head in stress. So, then you think of this conversation, you go, okay. I don't want to continue the day like this. I'd like to ground down, turn on my light. That, um, yeah, for those people as well, when it's kind of already caught up with you and you want to switch gears. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I know, I know, like, the thing of time comes up, especially with busy uh, mums or busy people, right? So if I, I always like to get the, the biggest bang for my buck, right? That's always been my thing of like, because I, I have had a busy career, busy corporate career where I'd wake up at 6 a.m. and I'd have to have a busy life, a busy day, all this stuff. Um, so if I was going to give some things that are really, have been for me anyway, it depends on everyone's preferences. But for me, things such as um, Kundalini yoga has been very useful. Um, or we can just um, translate that into some kind of movement practice that that synchronizes breath as well, right? 
So synchronizing your breath with some kind of movement practice, that has been really helpful because it gets me into my body. It helps me to release anything that I'm holding on to, any charge or any tension can allow that to release. It's it's almost like for me, it feels like I'm I'm doing a ritual in a way, right? Like I'm doing some kind of ritual where I'm releasing something and I'm allowing something fresh to come in. So I would encourage um, people that I'm coaching or supporting to have some kind of morning um, practice of movement, right? <clears throat> some kind of spinal twisting, some kind of uh, movement where your legs get activated, shoulders get activated, and everything can just start feeling like it's opening up, right? So that's one thing. And then the second thing I would probably encourage is um, some kind of practice of nothingness. So some kind of practice where you, I'd, I'd always encourage meditation because it means there's no other distractions. It's like sit for 10 minutes and don't even try and do something sometimes. You know, there's so many different types of meditations and I'll assign different ones for different people. But a really good one to suggest is just sitting, right? Mm. Just sitting, just being aware and trying to let go of control or doing stuff and just sit for five minutes, 10 minutes, see what comes up. Any thought that comes up isn't bad or good. Just see what comes up and maybe you'll journal about it later. Mm-hmm. So I think those two things are really useful. Um, I've also been very engaged in um, quite physical uh, exercise routines throughout like my life, let's say. And I found that useful, like things like um, it might be weightlifting or it might be um, anything that has a quite a physical strain in putting that into my routine somewhere in the week. Um, and then other things I would suggest are to do with things like uh, what am I putting into my body as well? That's been really useful for me. Like what's the fuel? What's going in here? Because if if there's good stuff going in here, then I'm going to have a good kind of energy flow as well. Mm-hmm. So that's I, probably the things I, I want to highlight for now. Yeah, I really, really love that. And the physical component, all of those I agree with. Health is so important. Exercise, connecting it to breath. I love, I notice mm-hmm. even just in doing yoga, not necessarily kundalini, but in like a flow yoga, Sometimes I'm just doing it and then I forget that I haven't been breathing with the poses. And then once I switch into breathing with the poses, when the teacher's saying to do it, it's like a whole other experience. It's so much more focused and present. So I really love that. I will sometimes just do, um, like you were talking about physical movement. And if I've been feeling Mm. frustrated, I'll ask myself, how does this emotion want to be expressed through me? And then I'll sometimes Mm. just all the weird movements and howls and weird noises, because sometimes that's how it wants to move through. Sometimes being really calm, if I've got an overcharge, I need to kind of get it out first, which is what I hear. And you're talking about the bursts of exercise, sweating, getting your heart pumping, like whatever it is, sometimes just a good power walk. It just helps to move that through. And then you can get to that calm place if you have that sort of, do you you find that as well? If you're kind of worked up, you need to kind of get out first. Yeah. Yeah. I I always say to people, and thanks so much for mentioning that, because that's really useful for people listening. Um, If there's a lot of energy and you try and sit down and meditate, 
I I probably wouldn't recommend that because it's like, what what's going on in there first? And you know, the whole the whole uh, practice of yoga and postures is to first prepare your body for meditation, to release stuff, to get into your body, to open things, and then you sit. Because then it's going to be like a hundred times more useful because you're not like carrying this like this stuff or and your joints are warmed up, you know, your joints are a bit open. So I definitely agree with you on that, you know, like doing some kind of practice where you can feel it, you can release it or, or whatever you want to call it. And then sitting, that's like bliss. Mm-hmm. That's, you're, that's as you're saying bliss. that. I'm like, that's why Shavasana is at the end. And when you lay yeah, a exactly. class before, you lay to get like sort of centered and just come to the room yes. and give yourself a few minutes to be present before the class starts. But after, it's like this whole vibe. It's a it's a zone. It's a yes. way deeper place after you've gone through your hour or 90 minutes or whatever of exercise. The Shavasana at the end of Bikram can be really <laughs> intense because yeah. you've just been doing so much, you know, exercise. But yeah, that's that's really fascinating. I love that. Um, that's beautiful. So I would love to talk now about the enlightened leadership and um there's a lot of people listening that have businesses and there's even more Mm. people listening that want to, that want to help somebody. And it's coming from their soul. It's coming not Mm. just as a way, of course, everyone wants the 20 K months and the 50 K months and whatever else, but that really soul embodied place. And a lot of my clients have been through so much shit in their life. And as they come out the other side, they want to help others. So I'd love to talk about that, that enlightened embodiment and leadership for those that have businesses and also those that see themselves doing that at some point in the near future. Um, yeah, I would love to start there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And this is my kind of person, you know, for sure. Like the person that you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. because, um, I find that when people go on a journey inside of themselves, this is what happened to me anyway, and other people that I'm coaching, um, I realized that, okay, I feel calmer. I feel like something's wanting to come out. And then it was like this direct message coming into me saying, okay, it wants to come out, but let's go and actually do it, right? Let's, let's, what is this that wants to, I feel something. I feel some more like purposefulness or some, something's calling me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I call enlightened leadership, right? I call it something is coming in and it wants to lead us it almost wants to use us as a as a conduit or a tool or or a vehicle Mm -hmm. to say hey go and do this this would be cool try this out Mm -hmm. and you know what i find when someone can really combine that um, energy of listening in and then going and taking action, you know, you might call those the the two, the twin flames. And when someone combines those, it's, it's, it's a beautiful life, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm listening and I'm acting, I'm listening and I'm acting. Mm-hmm. So that's really what enlightened leadership stands for. Mm, I love that. And I feel like it took, I mean, it took me a while. I've always known um, I was calling myself just inside. I wouldn't dare have said it outside. Um, But a spiritual teacher, while I was just completely in my wounds and disconnected from being in a powerful place of helping others. But I just knew deep down it made no sense to me. 
but it was like, you're here to change the world. You're here to help the people that are meant for you on this journey. And I didn't even know what it meant. So something I noticed that I didn't get as much of this overwhelm, but I notice in clients when all of a sudden they go, well, what should I do? Like, it, it, it goes from, I want to help people into like, does that mean I have to do a blog and an Instagram and a yeah. podcast and a Pinterest <laughs> and a, and that can get overwhelming and kind of yes. stifle the flow when that's not clear yet. Your sort of channel isn't clear yet of how you want to express. Mm. So how do you, what do you think is a, is a good way for people to start to tune in to almost a little bit more clarity? So I've got that niggle, but like, mm. what is that? And how do I start to edge toward it without being incredibly overwhelmed at everything that that entails? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point, right? Because um, that's actually this feeling of, okay, I feel it, but actually turning it into a form on the outside can overwhelm a lot of people, including the past version of me, you know? I hesitated for many years before I decided to go and take action. Mm-hmm. And what drove me over the edge was first this inner shift of someone said this to me, actually, I remember her forever. She um, started her own business and she said to me, Raj, just don't, if you want to do this, just don't wait any longer. Mm-hmm. That's that's all she said to me. And it sparked something because mm-hmm. I had this massive thing of, um, I don't want to waste time in my life, you know, mm. or not, or not even that. I don't want to live with regrets, right? I don't want to live with, oh, I wish I tried. Mm. So I remember um, when I first got started, I signed up for some training. I went on a few courses just to figure out, do I like this kind of course? Does this interest me? I started really learning and reading books and stuff like that. And then I started doing it in a, doing what I wanted to do in a small way, right? Like starting to coach people for hardly anything. I think I asked them to make a donation of like $5 or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just to start with, just so I can try it and see what does this feel like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I would always suggest to people is testing something out in the real world, right? Mm-hmm. Doing a little test. So it's not just... I've got to trust everything inside and this is what I am and this is how it's going to work. Yes, that. Also, let's let's test this out in some way. Uh, let's let's see what it feels like. Because once I've got a, a result, a real life result, I can kind of assess and say, oh, that went well. What did I like about that? I didn't like this. What can I do better? Mm-hmm. And it gives me, it puts me into reality, right? It gets me out of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I also love how you said sampling courses and things. Like sometimes if someone's really unsure, I'll say, well, if you have any ideas, even joining, like if you think you might want to host a meditation circle, join a meditation circle first. And as you're sitting there, go, could I see myself doing this? Or if you think you want to host a retreat, go to a retreat and experience it because your intuition, your soul is speaking and it will be going hotter, hotter, colder, colder as you, as you're saying, as you just get out and try things and then starting your own meditation circle, or like you said, even card readings, you could start doing it online for fun and then starting to get into it or get your own card reading from someone, you know, it's just kind of that, that beginning phase of experimenting and knowing that your soul is speaking to you. And if it doesn't feel exciting, then kind of move on to the next thing and see what does feel exciting to you. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I love that you said go and test, go to other people's things because yeah. that's something I found useful as well, right? I've gone to people's uh, group coaching or their retreats or their one-day events and it's given me ideas. Just like you said, I've thought, oh, I've been a part of it. So now I know what people might want to enjoy because I was one of those people, mm-hmm. right? So that's, and even like when I've had one-to-one clients, they've said to me, um, they're inspired to do what I'm doing. Or they've even started uh, working with me because they want to do this as well. So they, mm-hmm. they're kind of leaning on someone else. Mm-hmm. And I found that super useful to lean on people who've kind of gone down that road, mm-hmm. learn from them. I don't have to hire them, but I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and just learn from people that inspire me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the cool part about all of this is, I really do believe like Rumi says, what you seek is seeking you. And it's Mm. this taking away the mystery of like, what am I meant to do and how it's like so complicated. And, you know, all the people that are more in their masculine energy go like, oh, but it's kind of like, follow your heart, go with the flow, see where life takes you when we take off those rigid, well, what do I do? Or I'm going to take this course and it's going to be the ticket. After this course, I'm going to be making 20K months. And it's like, you might've gone to that course actually to meet someone else that you end up collabing with, or to take, like you said, little things you like, little things you don't. And, and sort of, instead of putting all that pressure on yourself, just going with it and watching how life is speaking to you too, because I think all Mm. of us have those, like, that would be really cool to host a retreat. That would be really cool to write a book years before we might be actually ready to do it. Um, do you, do you agree with that or what would you input to that? Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're saying this because, um, at one point, I don't remember when, but at one point I had this massive insight during a meditation and it kind of like said to me, or I heard it, let's say it said, um, you're not actually doing this. You don't need to do this. And what I mean by that is you don't need to like force or you don't, your plan doesn't need to be the thing that gets you there. Your, your intellectual ideas of where you want to be doesn't like, does that work? It was like, I was even questioning, does that even work? Mm -hmm. Is that even useful? I might feel like it is. It might make me feel good and empowered, but I know also like, just like you said, when I just try things and I put myself into places or I message someone, I don't really know where that's going. You know, mm-hmm. all I know is I'm there with someone and something sometimes resonates and then something else happens. And then all of a sudden, look, this is where I am. And I love that part more than anything because it's like, it's beautiful. It's like, I, there was no way I could have made that happen by mm-hmm. force. <laughs> mm-hmm. No matter how hard, how many hours I put in, I could not have made some of the most amazing um, things happen in my life by force. Mm-hmm. All I could have done, which I think I find really useful, is to put myself in places that feel aligned to me mm-hmm. and then just see what occurs, right, if I'm fully open. Mm-hmm. I'm fully open and fully expressed. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. It's like put yourself in the arena. Just put yourself there, yeah. whether you're the spectator, whether you're the leader or the host, whatever, just putting yourself there. And I've always felt 
like that. I've flown to meet mentors for, you know, like you were talking about like a day intensive, or I, I flew to Mm. go see Gabby Bernstein talk because I'm like, one day I'm going to be on stage at a Hay House event. So I better get used to these Hay House events and what goes on behind this or like what goes on, you know? So I would just put myself there not with the pressure yeah. that she's going to somehow see me and pull me up on stage. And that's going to be my big yes. break. It's just to follow my heart that goes, that would yes. be exciting. That feels fun. <laughs> yeah. And watching it unfold from there, it it's, it's not always simple, but it is, it's, I don't even know. I was going to say it's easy, but it's not always simple, but it's that ease, easy coming mm-hmm. from ease. Let it be ease filled rather than mm. force filled. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. So um, as we wrap up, I'd love to hear, you know, anything else that you want to add, but also in respect to manifestation, because, you know, my my community over here, we're really into manifestation and manifesting from a soul aligned place. I like to share mm. with people that, you know, we don't live in a vending machine universe. It's not just that we place our order and get what we want because we want it. However, when we follow this path that we're talking about here, you will be taken care of. You do get to create the abundance, the business, the best-selling book. If that's what your soul is calling for, you get to do that. But it's this different Mm. energy instead of forcing and trying to control life to be what you want. It's more of allowing it to come forward. I'm curious if that's something that you either agree with or you're in put and just for manifestation in general, for those seekers that have these goals and dreams and they really want to create something more for their life. Um, yeah. Any words of wisdom? Yes. So, um, this is a beautiful topic because what I found is there's sometimes a delay in what I want, right? So let's say I really want to be on stages or I want to write a book if I feel that in my heart, if I really feel it and there's something really wanting to come out of me, right? If I really feel into it and I allow that to be true inside, right? I don't know where it's going to happen. I don't know how. I could think of a plan. Yes, I can try things. I'll I'll reach out to people. I'll ask questions. But, you know, like I said before, it's it's not something I can force or make happen. But I do know when I have those deep things that really want to come out of me, after a, you know, I call it a delay, right? So it doesn't happen. I don't get it right away. But at one point, something clicks and it's like, wow, where did that come from? <laughs> so what, what I'd say about manifestation is, um, is, So there's this realization I had was life doesn't give me what I want if my want is driven from this fear, right? If my want is driven from fear or control or scarcity, you might call it, life doesn't answer to that question. But when this want is a deep desire and it's coming from somewhere from the heart, you might say, or the soul, life answers those things, right? It will answer it, it will take care of me, or it will bring me opportunities where I don't know where it came from. And you know what? Also, I have to be alongside that thing. So let's say that I sense something like, oh, there's this event. Oh, something's drawing me to it. 
it's like life wants me to to um, put my hand up and message the person and say oh you know what i would love to volunteer or i'd love to speak at your event um and life's calling me to do that right it's, it's calling me into action so what i'd say manifestation is is it's listening in it's allowing things to show up but then also reading the signal right and mm -hmm. and taking the call it's saying it's giving me a call saying hey go and ask go and do that thing go on don't just sit here and wait just because your mind and my mind everyone's mind is it might hold back because of my psychological uh, ideas about it no here's the call go for it mm. so that's probably what i'd say is it's like things <laughs> appear um from this deep wanting they might not appear straight away but they seem to appear if my awareness is raised enough i'll be able to notice it and then my my body has to get into the situation as well by speaking or taking action Mm, I I love the way you said that, that, you know, the universe source life doesn't respond when it comes from fear or it comes from that crunchy place. And that's, you know, I used to experience yeah. times when I had very little money and I was trying to learn how to manifest more money and make this business go. And I'd invest in a program and it was totally out of fear. It was just like, I need saving. Mm. So I'm going to invest. And the whole thing would be like almost like a disappointment or it wouldn't give me what I mm. thought it would give me. But then other times when I may not have as much, you know, money, but it feels so inspired to invest in myself, mm. to go on the retreat, or even if it's to get massages because I've been in pain, whatever it is. And then easily the money just like somehow comes back. I invest in myself and then it yeah. comes back. And I always say it comes back tenfold when I invest from a place of my heart. And it can be so yeah. interesting. And for people, it's like, they can't make sense of why sometimes you could do this and then everything magically unfolds. And sometimes you could do something mm. else. And the whole thing feels like it was a mistake because it's like <laughs> leap in the net will appear leap in the universe will support you invest and it'll come back. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> it really depends where you're coming from. Do you experience that like yeah. in your own life when you invest in things like that? Definitely. Definitely. I think um, the thing I always realize is yeah, is it coming from fear or is it is it driven, right? Is it coming from love, you might call it, or spirit? Where is it? Where am I listening from? You know, if the listening feels erratic and, I don't know, something feels off about it, um, then it's like, hmm, is this really what I want or do I think this is going to feel some kind of psychological desire, right? Um, but when it comes to something that I'm drawn to, it almost feels like there's this warmth or something inside. Yes, again, the mind might mix in. And this is why it gets confusing, right, for a lot of people, because it's like, what is the voice? Which one's the voice to listen to? Yeah, whatever you're saying might make sense, but it's difficult. And it is. It can be, right? It can be difficult. But um, all I'd say is... Um, there is there is a sometimes like a calling, let's say, and if you can distinguish the difference between the two voices, it's is really helpful, right? Not easy, of course, but it's a it's a game. I like to say, you know, it's like a, mm -hmm. a sensing ability. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like discernment, sort of. You know, where did that yeah. come from? And I totally agree yes. that the ego or the fear 
it can be very, I call it um, like a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's like an ego in the highest self yeah. suit is what I say, because yes. sometimes the ego <laughs> is very convincing, right? Like you just got new running yeah. shoes. It's rainy. Don't go out for a run. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. That's sneaky. Yeah. Um, but it, it can feel a little bit sneaky, but the ego does always have this underlying crunchiness, if I was to mm, describe mm. it. And the heart yeah. or the intuition is more like, you know, this is right for you. Like, go get yes. it, Tiger. You know, deep down, you know, you can trust this person or that this is the right move or this is the right investment. And the other one is like, yes. can I, is it, what if, oh my God, meh, meh, meh. It, that's kind of often more how I describe it sort of, um, but it can be sneaky. Yeah. And sometimes again, like you said, right at the beginning of this is we need to clear the space, come back, slow mm. down to hear you know, our heart or our intuition, because it does, it is whispering, like, you know, what's best for you. Cause it's, yeah. it's sort of your, your truth, you know? Definitely. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, I love this so much. I've just had such a, an awesome time with this conversation. Is there anything left before I ask about how people can connect with you and all of that? Is there anything left that you want to say that you feel we missed out on or anything you want to add to what we've been talking about? Any final words? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not really. I guess what comes up, you know, we're talking about intuition, right? So what comes up in the intuition for me is to always come back to this knowing that we're whole, right? That everything's actually okay, even if the world and finances or whatever might not be going well, we are actually whole. Mm. And it's like coming back to that place allows me to hear the intuition more. It, it gives me clarity in my actions and my thoughts. You know, my my voice is, is, I'm speaking with more calm. I'm doing things with more calm. So that's probably the thing I'd suggest to everyone listening is to remember, you know, it's, it's not something to try and convince yourself of. It's just the truth that, hey, everything's okay. You're okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I always like to say that to myself or others. You're okay it's okay. Mm. And just feeling into that, then going forth, right? It's like a reset button. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's funny how we get into these stress thoughts or the, our reality, I'm doing that with, I, or with air quotes, of money or whatever else. And it feels like I am not okay. You know, if you had your best ego, yeah. like, are you okay? You're going, I am not okay. So it's almost like <laughs> the antidote of reminding, like, I am okay. Right now, all yeah. is well, even if your mind wants to be like, but that's not well, and that's not good. And this isn't, but you are okay. There is safety inner Tahiti available inside you. I love that. That's yes. so beautiful. So you said you're okay. It's okay. Or it's okay. You're okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I love that. Everyone repeat that to themselves right now. <laughs> Take a deep yeah. breath and say <laughs> that to yourself. That's so powerful. Thank you so much. Um, so how do we connect with you? What do you offer? You mentioned something about a retreat. I'd love to hear about your business and how people can connect deeper with you and the platforms you like to be on and, and all of that. Yeah, so my website is just withraj.com. So it's my name and then raj.com. Sorry if there's a bit of noise. I don't know. Can, can you hear it? Oh, I can't hear it. No. no can't? Okay, good. great. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, my website is withraj.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Raj Garcia, Facebook Raj Garcia, and basically everywhere you look for me, you'll just find my name. Mm. And um, yeah, I have a retreat coming up in November. 
which is going to be in Tanzania of all places. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the whole retreat is about enlightened leadership, right? Mm. It's about using the environment to slow ourselves down. So I'm going to physically guide people through practices every day, which is something I love to do in person. You know, I don't do that many in person, but I like to do it a few times a year. Mm. And this is one of those things, right? In Tanzania and Africa, in the place where, you know, they say that humans were first formed, you know, started evolving. And I felt it when I was out there. Mm. That's basically why I'm doing this retreat there. So I've got the retreat. Um, there's a there's a small number of spaces. It's not going to be a massive group. It's going to be a quite intimate group. And um, I also coach one to one. So if anyone would like to get one to one guidance from me, if they kind of like my vibe and their intuition speaks, I guess, then they could just reach out through my website or Instagram or anything like that. Um, I am going to be running some groups um, pretty soon, which are going to be about. Um, taking the step in your life to create yourself as a leader. So it could mm. be an entrepreneur, it could be a coach, healer, or someone that is looking after others, right? Mm. And getting into the like business part of it, of how do I put myself out there? Um, how do I lead from an authentic place? Um, all the confidence stuff that comes with it as well. Mm. So what else? That, and then I also have some meditations on Insight Timer, uh, so I got a bunch of recorded meditations, recorded talks, if anyone wants to check that out. Amazing. I feel like your voice would be very relaxing for a meditation. So I'm definitely going to check Everyone that out. Everyone tells me that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, take a seat. <sighs> I'm already relaxed. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I love that. I will put all of the links below for your website, for the retreat, for Instagram, Facebook, um, and even the insight timer. We'll just grab those and put those all in the show notes so that everybody can, you know, go and find Raj on all of the platforms that speak to you. That sounds incredible. Tanzania. I don't even know if I've ever seen, of course they happen all the time, I'm sure, but I've never seen someone hosting a retreat um, in Africa or in Tanzania. That sounds so beautiful and powerful. Something very, very powerful about that. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. It's very different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much again. Um, It's been such an honor and I just appreciate your time, your wisdom and everything that we talked about today. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode on the Awakening Her podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation between me and my guest. And if you did, we would love to hear from you. Come find us on Instagram. All the links are below in the show notes. Take a screenshot that you're listening to this episode, sharing your takeaways or your enthusiasm for the show. Tag us both over on Instagram. And if you do that, I will send you a free gift. I really do hope you enjoyed this conversation and I will see you in the next episode.